y'all see some? No, you don't. It's the Vistamar Podcast. I'm Ava. What's up, Mr. Dawson? Joshua. I'm Jack. Uh, I'm Michael. I'm, for some reason, Dorfichius. Dorfichius. I'm Joey. So our first topic is, um, Jack's going to lead in. He's going to interview Michael and Demetrius about LSA. On to you, Jack. All right. Thanks for coming here, Michael. Mm-hmm. It's my pleasure. Uh, first question, uh, what topics will you be covering in LSA this year? Uh, so in LSA, uh, it's the Latino Student Association, and basically it's a, it's a place where everyone can, in the community can come together and learn more about the Latino community that we have here at Vistamar. Um, and so this year, our two, we haven't really dis- uh, discussed a full, drawn-out plan for topics, but two that we definitely plan on doing are our Hispanic traditions for both uh, spooky season and for Christmas. So, like, usually different families and different cultures uh, have a way of celebrating Christmas. Usually it can happen with making tamales, um, you know, Dia de los Tres Reyes Magos, things like that. So we just love having that sense of community and connection through our traditions, and it's a very nice uh, topic to have. And sometimes we like to get serious, and uh, we, we like to dive into things like colorism within the community and tackle those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we looked at those different subgroups and we talked about how um, how we can better communicate and really push for understanding within those other groups. Okay. In talking about um, the traditions for the holidays, so timely Halloween's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a different version of Halloween. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of the, uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the movie Coco, which is like a huge hit. Yeah, it's a fantastic film. Um, celebrating the Day of the Dead. It's every cult, every everybody celebrates it differently, um, and not all cultures actually have it. Like I wasn't really familiar with Day of the Dead until I met my class, my Mexican classmates in elementary school. Um, so yeah, so everyone has a different way of celebrating these different things. Um, well, to be honest, like, I'm half Salvadorian, half Argentinian, and I really don't, we don't, I, my culture is very far from celebrating really? this, so, like, I've never, oh. yeah, most of us, yeah, yeah, I've never celebrated, uh, Mexican, but specifically people from Puebla and Mexico, um, yeah. Oh yeah. And then, but for like most of Latin America, uh, it's like they they do the usual like feast thing, but we usually celebrate more on the evening of mm-hmm. Christmas instead of actually doing it on Christmas. Interesting. Yeah, like we, I always celebrate the twenty fourth, and like twenty fifth is just kind of like leftovers, and like whoever is still like here who flew in out of town is like here, but. The 25th isn't really anything. All the presents are opened at, like, midnight. Um, all the kids usually stay up and, like, open them. And 
we usually have like tamales and like other stuff like that um the day before Uh, we'll move on to the second question then. Uh, what's the experience like being a Hispanic student at Vistamar, and do you think it's different than another student's experience? I'll go. Um, so my experience was a little different just because, like, it, it was kind of weird because I never really questioned whether I was Latina or not. Um, I always kind of knew it because of the family I grew up in and the school I went to beforehand. Um, but coming in, it was very clear that I was, like, different. Um, but even within, like, LSA, it took me a little bit to feel comfortable because I wasn't um, – I'm very white passing. And so coming from a different, like, I guess – I don't even know how to say it. Like, I just didn't look like a stereotypical, like, Salvadorian and Argentinian person. Um, and so I kind of had to, and not, I guess, justify myself. Like, yeah, I speak Spanish. And, like, I had to use different forms to, like, prove I was, like, Latino. And so it can be a little confusing when um, you get different responses from, like, I guess, the Hispanic community at school and then, like, the I guess, non-Hispanic students at school. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, it was a little difficult at first uh, because I'm very obviously Latino. Um, I'm very dark-skinned. And at first, it was very very hard because when school first started for us at freshman year, um, you know, this was a huge time. The 2016 election was just happening. And in my, like, classes, usually I'd be the only Hispanic student. And so um, I remember we had to do an assignment for HUM 9 that basically was an immigration roundtable, and uh, sometimes things would be said, and then everyone in the room would look towards me. So it's like, it's like it's, it would be difficult sometimes because you were looked at as the authoritative figure for anything related to immigration, um, you know, Spanish speaking, anything like that. Um, and I mean, sometimes that association um, is kind of welcoming, but other times it can feel like, uh, kind of a target and then for me like my family was like uh, my father's side of the family is very Americanized since they've been here for a while and my mom's side is very still Salvadorian and so like I was I looked fairly pale and so I, I came to I came to school and like I had a past of going to mostly Hispanic schools and so I came from public schools that are mostly Hispanic and I looked like a little white kid and I come in and I'm one of the few Hispanics and I'm like, and I actually kind of opened my eyes. Like, this might actually made me feel more Hispanic purely because I felt like, like I can just express myself and show myself that I'm different here. Uh, like, I guess you can say. Are you saying it's a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, I felt, more I felt more in tune with my family, especially because they put me into the heritage program, mm -hmm. even though I didn't speak very much Spanish. So, like, I was very, I was very Americanized when I came into Vistamar. Somehow, I actually feel a little less Americanized at Vistamar. Are you calling that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm still not sure. What you mean. Um, it's more culture. Like, it feels more like being cultured. Mm, okay. More well-rounded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have to agree. I had a very similar experience coming in. Um, I was I could understand the language, but I wasn't able to speak or write very well. Um, and this was because you know growing up, 
you know, I was always told to me, like I learned it when I was young. It was the two languages I learned together were Spanish and English. But growing up, it was always more of like a don't use Spanish, you can only use English kind of thing. Um, because, yeah, just in schools, like it was just very like put into my head, like you're never going to need to use Spanish, just always use English. And so, you know, once I got older, I finally realized like, hey, I, like, I really need to, to get that part of me back. And it wasn't until Vistamar where I really, when I was put into the heritage program and I really started getting back into it that I really felt that pride and that, that sense of uh, connection that I had with my culture. Are all three of you in the heritage program? Yeah, we were. We were. On that, Lourdes, what is the heritage program? The heritage program, um, it's, I say, mainly for um, students um, that have spoken Spanish previously or come from, I guess, a Hispanic background where um, Spanish is spoken very heavily. Um, and so we kind of have, I guess, a, a more general understanding of it, even though we haven't taken actual, I guess, grammar classes and like writing classes, um, but we have a more advanced, I guess, understanding of it. Um, and even though it's mainly for, I guess, people of Hispanic heritage, um, there were a few students um, and are um, in the heritage program that don't share a Hispanic background with the rest of the students. Okay, now for our next topic, which is with Mr. Dawson, and he's going to talk about McDonald's and Alexa. Yeah, so most of you guys know me, but like, I'm always, thank you, by the way, for the interview. Yeah, thank, thank you. Very you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a, been a uh, pleasure. So yeah, now we're going to get into the craziness of the Vistamar podcast. So I'm interested in technology all the time, and I'm curious on how technology affects our lives and what we do. So when I saw this headline, McDonald's is now accepting job applications through Alexa and Google Assistant. Just that headline, what does that make you think of? Alexa, I want to work at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, just tell Alexa you want to work there, and what, she'll get you the job? She knows somebody there? It won't get you the job, it'll just send an application. Right, but, so, me as a teacher at my old school, we actually helped the seniors, like, uh, make um, resumes for themselves. And this just sounds like it's cutting all that out. Like you just talk to Alexa, say, hey Alexa, I wanna apply for McDonald's. Alexa will say like, oh, what are some of your interests? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And you just say all that out loud. So it like crafts a resume for you? Or yeah, how do you feel about that? I feel like that's kind of helpful because a lot of people who like, I guess need a job and don't, I guess, have that kind of experience, it allows them to get these kinds of jobs that are kind of like open to the public and you don't necessarily need like specific education or anything about that. So I feel like it makes it more accessible to people. Yeah, give me more access. I'll take it. I like it. Uh, it's like it's a little bit more comfortable because you don't have to like speak to this person super formally. You can just be doing something else and be like, uh, Alexa, I just want to work at McDonald's. Why? I want money. But I feel like that kind of discredits it, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So like you're losing those formal skills. Like you're gonna need to know how to talk to me professionally, right? It's weird when you're making yourself lunch and then asking to work at McDonald's. Right at the same yeah, time. At the same right? time. Yeah. I, I can sure make burgers. This, yeah. <laughs> I sure hope this sandwich was a big Mac. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna read just a section of this. It was from the website called TheVerge.com, written by a person named Nick Stacks. But it says McDonald's today announced a new initiative. Uh, the fast food chain is calling Apply Through in which owners of Amazon Alexa or Google Assistant devices can begin job applications using standard Alexa or OK Google commands. 
The company is envisioning this as a way to give young people more ways to start entry-level careers at one of its restaurants. And that apparently extends to artificial intelligence-powered digital voice assistance. Beast came back from a search. Wow. My phone heard me say something. I don't know <laughs> Isn't that kind of weird? It's listening all these two. It's like, there, it's like a whole ad. It's just like a whole ad. Like, you should get Alexa to work at McDonald's. Like, aren't, like, some people who work at McDonald's, like, they don't, like, they don't have enough money to get an Alexa because they need a job in the first place. So why would you get an Alexa just to, like, get that job? It's kind of stupid. Mm. Yeah. I, it's not saying that you need to have Alexa apply. It's just saying that... It's right. a, it's yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, way to say yeah. No more paper applications. <laughs> Alexa only. <laughs> I, I think there's like a little bit of a privacy concern in that. Like, Ooh, like I, I would feel weird telling a machine, oh, here's what I'm good at, here's what I'm yeah, bad at. Yeah, right. I didn't yeah. even think about that. And then that. it just says right there, it's extending its artificial intelligence powered voice assistance. Like, yeah. So it's using that information. Yeah, I feel like we're just giving more power to the those that watch us. But then again, you have opinions like Lourdes's where like, it's a good thing, easy access. But then opinions like yours, well, you're giving it too much information, too much control. Are these good things or bad things? Here's the thing, though. It's not Apple, so... But literally, what's Siri. stopping uh, uh, Siri from doing this? Yeah, well, Siri does Burger King only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just thought this was interesting and wanted to share. Yeah. Okay, now on to our next topic, which is mine. Uh, we're going to... I just like... It's, it's Halloween. No, it's not Halloween. It's October. It's going to be Halloween, so we should talk about our fears and phobias. I talked about it in my advisory, and I guess it's just an interesting topic that I want to, like, know more about. So let's just, like, go around with, like, a circle. It's going to be, like, me and then Joey. So my fear, I have a fear of crabs. (laughs) (laughs) We can't just move on. You're afraid of crabs. Why are you afraid of crabs? (laughs) (laughs) There's some things like irrational fears. They're like they're large, like spider-looking things, and they're nasty-looking. I love crabs. Plus, they have yeah. armor. When is the last time yeah, they have like spiders with armor? <laughs> it's, it's so gross. It's and like, then it they can just stab you. Have you seen a crab in person? Yeah. Like at the beach. And I cringe extremely. At the beach or like at an aquarium or something. At the beach. I've never seen one in person. I've seen a giant spider crab. I've seen those in an aquarium. Like Were you afraid? It just looked weird. Yeah. Like. It looks kind of like a <laughs> lanky. That's all I can yeah. say. They taste good, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, you don't like the way they taste, don't like the way they look? Anyway. No, they're wow. meats. Like, You're they're anti-crab. Weird. Yeah, I'm so anti-crab. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Guess we got to get rid of them. I hate crabs. Okay, anyways, Joey, what's your um, favorite? I forget what it's called, but tripophobia. I just yeah. hate them. Wait, trapophobia. Tri- tri- tripophobia. Tripophobia. What is it? Tripophobia. Tripophobia. It sounds cool. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It sounds cooler. It's how you pronounce it. Aka the iPhone 11 camera. Tripophobia is the fear of holes. Small holes or bumps. Yeah. Look up images. It's so. Or like pictures of like beehives and yeah. Boston's like, this is what you fear. Sometimes, because they have like those little air bubbles that like pop. What? It used to really bug me, but I feel like it's gotten a lot better. Uh, This is what you 
interesting, but like dead bugs. Oh my I god! <laughs> it was like only like a couple weeks ago, Headshot. but it was the weirdest thing. It hit nothing else. It just hit me in Except both of my eyes. Mind. Wow. Yeah. Headshot. Like maggots. Maggots. Like the little like I don't even know how to describe them. Like the little worms or whatever. I just fly babies. I read this one book called Asking Alice, and, like, she was on acid while she was, like, writing her diary, and, like, she, like, thought that these maggots, like, she thought she, like, fainted, and that these maggots were, like, eating her, and, like, oh, my God, the way they described it in the book, just, mm -mm. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, I've seen one in person. I've, I don't know how it happened, but my mom dropped her coffee mug when she was, like, getting in the car, and she picked it back up, and there was, like, three on, on it. It was, like, they were really tiny, but, like, <laughs> no. No. Uh, I have a fear of heights, like, a very bad fear of heights. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can do roller coasters. Okay. I have a fear of heights when I'm not like strapped to something. Does that make sense? Like, so like, so like, if I'm like on a cliff or something, I cannot stand anywhere near that. Yeah, I can do roller coasters. But like, uh, yeah, I can do those as long as I know I'm fine. Like, I'm I'm secure to it. Then I I'm okay. What but, about, like, like cars? if I'm, like, the South Bay Gallery, you guys know, like, the top floor? Yeah. I can't stand <laughs> near the edge. I can't do it. I get I get vertigo. It's so, like, yeah, like, if, if it's, like, far enough for me to, like, get mortally wounded, I, I know. I know. Yeah. It's so scary. Wow. freak me out but like not like looking at them i'm fine but like the feeling of bugs on Ew. me right write that write that down no it's for later i'm not writing down all your but yeah that freaks me out 
He disappears one day. He's just trying to take us all out. Straight. Well, wait, so wait, how did bugs happen? You were just always, you grew up. Well, yeah, but my dad told me this story about, like, he was, like, surfing or something. And then he felt something in his ear and, like, he put uh. some stuff in it and there was, like, a beetle in there. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I, mean, I was just paranoid. The thing with beetles is, like, they're blind. Really? So they just go in there. Like, I once backhanded a beetle. So for me, I wouldn't say like I have any like real fears, but it is like just the fear of the unknown, just not knowing anything. I think mine's weird. When I'm driving or riding in the car, I never let my windows all the way down. Why? Afraid someone will snatch me. <laughs> no, I had a fear one time that like I would be stuck in traffic. Like this sounds really bad, but I'd be stuck in traffic. No way for me to move, and someone would just like get a gun and just like start. Because like you have nowhere to go. Like you can't. Oh no. Yeah. Neither do they. No, say like I don't know. They wouldn't even that'd be, be able to. Like, that's that would be super strong. And then his right. arm would just yeah. break this year. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It's irrational here. All right. So our last topic is a really short one. It's just going to be Dupedius talking about his favorite song of the week. All right. What we listen to? So my song of the week would be Sunflower Feelings by Kuzu Mello. And so, like, it's just a very chill song. And it's actually very short. So... But, like, the beat to it is very, like, mellow and just nice to listen to. And so, like, you'll probably, if you listen to it, you'll probably find yourself listening to it a couple more times. And, in fact, it's actually pretty nice to play on the ukulele as well. Ukulele, wow. Who sings it again? Uh, Kuzu Mellow. Kuzu Mellow. All right, we'll look them up. All right, sick. So that's the end of our Wait, podcast. wait, we have an announcement. We do have an announcement. You guys know what day it is today? Everyone, wake up and announce it's Tuesday. It's October 1st. We have an announcement to make. It's Ava's birthday. Ava! Oh, oh my god, birthday. happy birthday. Real quick for you, how are you celebrating? Do you do cake? Do you do pies? Balloons? I do money. You do money. <laughs> 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 Alright, so yeah. That's a great one. Listen to us later. Yeah, listen to us later. Okay, bye. Bye.